0: Bye, Mom, see you later. That was 15-year-old, and I'll call her Wendy, uh, 15-year-old Wendy who was about to go to a party with some friends. She um, had a friend who was just a little bit older and who had got his driver's license, and so they were going to go with a group of them to this party. Wendy's mom wanted to sit down with her and tell her all sorts of things. She wanted to say things like, be careful, don't let any, especially boys, take advantage of you. If you see any type of drugs or you see any type of alcohol, then you get out of there. If if in the car somebody is saying, eh, this is your mom's car, probably never driven very hard, it's, let's see how fast this thing can go. Well, then you say that you want to get out of this car. You got your cell phone. Call me anytime, anywhere, and I'll be there to pick you up. These are the things that mom wanted to say. But as it was, she just said, Wendy, remember who you are. Don't ever forget who you are. I'll remember, mom. I won't forget, mom. And with that, she kissed her mom and skipped off. Why do you think Wendy's mom said these things? What did she mean by that? Was she worried that Wendy would forget her name? Was she worried that she would forget her address? No. She wanted to remind her of who she truly was. She was a child of God. She was a child of the king. And if you are a child, if you are a daughter of the king, you are, by definition, a prince or a princess. Don't forget who you are. I had the privilege a week or so ago to be in Disney World in Orlando. And it's way too busy for me. But anyway, um, there's different rides and different things. But there's also a place where little girls can go to become princesses and so they go in and they get their hair done and they get a little tiara and they get kind of a crinoline type dress and they get a little scepter and they get shoes and socks and then they have this glitter all over and they are transformed they become little princesses but I am here to say to you girls girls that Disney does not make you into princesses. You are a princess because you are a child of the king. How great is the love of the father, that the love that he lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. But we also read here that there are those who try to lead us astray. And we need to remember that very, very well. Because you see, to that question, who am I? That's a fundamentally important question. And, and you may not know it, young know, girls, but, but it's at this point in your life, In these important years in your life, as you're becoming a little bit more independent, as you're you're getting your own personality, who am I? You see, and the world wants to say that you are, first of all, you're a sexual being. And if if you think in those terms, then the most important thing is to look beautiful. The most important thing is to have friends. And then you might want to have some tattoos or, or or whatever the world the world is 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 telling you and it 's not only in terms of in terms of young girls but but throughout life the 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 makeup industry and the plastic surgery uh, industry and because if 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 I look old then i 've then then I'm not worth anything in this any anymore. I get my identity, I get my sense of worth from how I look. You see, that's that's a message that's out there in the world. There's another message that says says you are a rational being. In other words, you know, you girls, you go to you go to school and and you get you get some tests and you get. Oh, what did you get on the test? Well, what did you get on the? Well, yeah, I got 90, wow, wow, I, I only got 50 or 60 or, or well, I flunked the test. And, and sometimes if that becomes the most important thing, then we determine our, well, I'm just dumb. I guess I'm just stupid. I don't, I don't amount to much. You see, that's if you think of yourself fundamentally and most importantly as a rational being. There's other influences in the world that are leading you astray. Some say that we are basically consumers. You've seen the bumper sticker, I'm sure, that, that says, Born to Shop. And so, I need to have the latest things. If only, if only I had that new cell phone, if only I had that new TV, preferably in my own bedroom, If, I if then, then I'll be happy, then I'll be satisfied. But of course, as you probably have learned already, um, before you know it, there's the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. But you see that we are basically um, consumers. Or we are basically people who who, who, who are pleasure seekers. As long as you have fun in life, that's what's most important. Or finally that you're autonomous human beings. And I know that's a big word, but, but basically what that that says, you can be whoever you want to be. You, you, make the, you make your choices. You be who you want to be. You see, you're setting yourself up. I believe you're setting yourself up for failure because we need to be reminded that we are princesses. We are children of God. That's who we fundamentally are. And so then, in terms of my gender, how am I going to serve my God? In terms of my in terms of my, my, intellectual ca- capabilities, how am I going to serve my God? In terms, of the, in terms of the things that I buy, how am I going to serve my God? Because you see, fundamentally, I am a child of God. I am a princess. And there are many, many voices out there and many trends, and especially in terms of social media. And all of those, all of those influences are going to tell you differently. They're going to try to shape you. No, this is who you fundamentally are. That's why, that's why it's so important in a Christian home or maybe a Christian school or certainly an organization like, like GEMS. Girls everywhere meeting the Savior. And um, a little tagline in, in some of the brochures that I that I got with, with gems that that wanting to the to, to give the the ability to to be passionately to live radically faithful lives is, is what they're saying. See, see, that's what's shaping you. And that, I hope, that when you go out now on your own, whether it be to a party or you go to college or wherever it might be, that that has shaped you. That that, I know who I am. I am a child of the king. I am a child of God. I am a prince. I am a princess. This morning we read, we read this passage, and the theme comes from uh, from the letter that John wrote to one of the churches. John is one of the John is one of the apostles of Jesus, uh, one of the twelve apostles, and he is actually the only one who who kind of died, um, yeah, and, um, at at the end of his his, his life. He um, all the other apostles were were, were killed, and they were uh, if I may put it that way prematurely, but John lived to be a ripe old age, probably to to in into his nineties or so and one of the emphasis if if you read these 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 letters, he really emphasizes the love of God that we should love one another, and maybe i don 't know the older I get um, uh, the more you recognize how important that is. When you're younger, you know, you're, you need to make a living and, and you need to pay the mortgage. And, and all of, these, of course, all of these things are important. But how important it is that we love one another. And one of the things that John is really, really concerned about is that people who claim to be Christians, who claim to be followers of Jesus, but who live lives that show nothing of the fact. And you see, there was a. I'm not going to get into that right now, but but there was a, a movement that was starting up. It was called. It, it has a name, Gnosticism, and it comes from the Greek word gnosis, which means knowledge. But just it. it you see, as long as you believe, as long as you have a knowledge of Jesus. Your bodies, I mean, they're they're gonna go into the grave at some point in time and they're gonna disintegrate. So whatever you do in the body is really not that important. It's in terms of what you believe, it's in terms of what you understand. That's what is important. And you see, that was that that, that those some of those influences were coming there in in the, the church. And see John wants to nip this in the bud. This is is not the way it is. If we claim to be in Christ, we must live like Jesus lived. And you see, this is still, I think, uh, an issue very much today. There are, yeah, there just are too many people who claim to be Christians, but who don't live like, christians i remember some years ago i was um, in russia and my my guide took me in moscow to a to a brand new russian orthodox church and in, if you've ever been to an orthodox church there's all sorts of I- icons the artist the art, art is just exquisite and he says that this building this church probably cost about a billion dollars and well, where in the world do people you know, these are ordinary people and where would they get a billion dollars? Well he says a lot of the money comes from the Russian Mafia. Why from the Russian Mafia? Because you see, they they're involved in scurrilous activities and they may and they may get killed in their act, but they want to cover their bets. And so they give a lot of money to the church. You see, so they They believe one thing, but they do another. I really think that one of the barriers to church growth has been Christians who can be very judgmental, Christians who are uncaring. I asked them a minute ago, uh, what's the definition of friendship? And so there were a lot of these words that were being uh, thrown out. Very, very important words. And what does it mean to be a Christian? Those who, who love one another. Those who care for one another. But so often, so often, we're, we, we are not that way. And so if, if that's what it means to be a Christian, well, then I want nothing to do with it. There have been many people who have said that. And so, so the message that John is giving here is so very, very important. So if you claim to live in him, you must live like Jesus lived. So what does that mean? What does that mean uh, in, in practical terms, to live like Jesus lived? Well, here in this chapter, there are two things that are emphasized here. First of all, that we love the commandments. And secondly, that we love our brothers and sisters. Now, of course, the Bible says that we are to love our enemies, and, but, but here John has in, in mind especially the fellowship. So what does he mean by, by you know, loving and doing the commandments? Sometimes we get kind of confused about this. Wasn't Jesus the one who got very angry with the Pharisees? And who are the Pharisees? The Pharisees were the ones who who meticulously sought to keep the commandments, and Jesus even recognized that when he says in, in the Sermon on the Mount, "Your righteousness should exceed that of the Pharisees and so so but jesus yeah people who 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 can sometimes want to obey the commandments yet can have very unloving hearts and so forth so, so what, what does it mean here that we are to obey the commandments Paul emphasizes the fact we are saved by grace not by works and so sometimes there is this, this idea that, that works and commandments are, are, are not all that important but notice that in this passage there's a talk about the old commandments What is the old commandment? The old commandment is that you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So what does Jesus say is the new commandment? Look up Matthew chapter 22. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and your neighbor as yourself. So what in the world is the difference? What's new about the new commandment? Well, what's new, of course, is that Jesus has come. What's new is that Jesus is living in my life. What's new, as we read from Jeremiah 31, where where a new covenant I am going to make, whereas the old covenant, the law was written on stone and and you kind of had to do it, the new covenant, he will write it on your hearts. And so, (laughs) this, <laughs> the commandments of God, reflect who God is, and so I want to know Jesus. I want to know what this is, and and I want to strive to walk in His steps because He He perfectly lived the commandments. Yes, He 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 healed on the Sabbath, and I got the Pharisees. Oh, you're you're you're. You're messing with the law. You're not doing. He, he says, "Is it <coughs> what? What is it? Harm to do good on the Sabbath?" And so, we need to see, and in in in, uh, in the Sermon on the Mount too, Jesus comes to the very heart of what the commandments are like. And so, as we are children of God, we are to emulate. We are to live like his children. We are to walk in his steps, his obedience, his relationship to the Father, his prayer, his sacrifice. And so that in all of these ways, that we walk in his steps, that we live like Jesus lived. Now if you go home today and say, okay, yeah, I agree with what the pastor said. I agree with with what John is saying here. So I got to live, I gotta be more diligent in the command, I got to be more loving. Well, you're not you're not you're not doing the right thing. You see, all we can really do is we can say, Lord, I have failed you. I have not Loved your commandments. I have not loved you. I have not loved my brothers and my sisters. But come into my life. Mold me and shape me. And this is a prayer that you just don't make on one day and then that's it. No, this is a prayer that you gotta every morning and every day again. So that more and more people may see that I am truly walking in his steps. You see, that's what we learn. That's what we learn at home. And and, and, and that's why I say, girls, that it's so important this stage of your life in terms of who you are. And that you are a child of the king. You are a princess. Never mind what the world says. You're able to stand up against that. And so that when you go out on your own, when you step forth in different areas of your life, that that and when your parents tell you, and that when your counselor tells you, Wendy, or whatever your name is, remember who you are. And you will respond, I will remember. I am a child of the king. I am a princess. And I will live like Jesus lived. I will walk in his steps. Amen.